0: Scotty, Scotty, are you, are you just growing tired of being harassed in the street for being Tetbury's most famous entrepreneur? Are people, like, asking you to f- father their children or, you know, buy them a new wing on their castle or things like that? I mean, how are you dealing with the fame and fortune?
1: That happens every day, but that's got nothing to do with being an entrepreneur. That's just through being the most stunningly good-looking person in East Bollockshire.
0: Uh. <laughs> East Bollockshire. Well, if... Not only are you beautiful, but I know that you're compassionate and kind, so maybe you'll do something to fucking take the cord off the side of your scrubby face so I don't have to listen to in my ear while I'm trying to record this masterpiece. No, I've just done that,
1: John. I was in the middle of doing it. No one else hears that because it doesn't go on the recording. It's just the the microphone I have just for you. Uh, But, yeah, there we are. You know, your tolerance level is low. Um, what can we say? <laughs> I just woke up, Scotty, and I haven't had enough coffee yet. <laughs> I'm, well, <sorry. laughs> I'm just going to start, you know. Uh, adding you to my list of intolerance, you know. There we go. But anyway, John, you 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 now you have just demonstrated yourself as you know um, this angry man, and I think you need to uh, you need to redeem yourself with with something beautiful and and useful for our listening public. Um.
0: Well, finally, the new share sheet is has passed through QA allocation, so I'm going to turn it on for everybody sometime soon. Maybe even this week, I mean i have to make the the code changes to do it, but it it <laughs> it's it's a nice good start um and you know I've been spending time getting to know and and befriend all the folks in in Los Angeles who do our social media, and uh it's it, you know. It's, uh, I'm I'm like sitting here stumbling because I have to remember what I can and should talk about, but um, in general, I think that uh, if people want to talk about your stuff in your app, uh, you should give them as many good tools to do so as possible. And, and I, this first phase of redesigning the share sheet is is a, st- a step zero for that uh, to make it uh, cleaner and easier to be able to figure out where you're going to, to, to share something. And I think the follow-on thing is to be able to say, well, what is it you're going to share and how is that going to spark conversation? Um, and that's about as far as I can go right now. So what is but, it
1: you're going uh, to share and how is that going to spark conversation? Oh, I can't tell you. Oh, okay. No, no.
0: That was short and oh, sweet. Gosh, oh gosh. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, we produce a lot of artwork at the company. Uh, you, if you look at the app, you see that there are you know, you know, the various different you know pieces. What we call box art—the little rectangular bits of artwork. Well, we do it in different formats as well, with and without title treatment. You know, if you think about any given show, for instance, especially long-running episodic titles, which have lots of characters. You know, how is it that you would represent? Stranger Things, you know, some people are super fans of Eleven, some people are, are Team Gorgon, you know, and, and I hope I got that right because I don't watch the show. Um, but anyway, you know, y- 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 any number of programs have that, yet there's only one title treatment, I'm sorry, there's only one bit of box art that's ever shown at a time. And so even though that's produced, it's not necessarily surfaced uh, to, to members. And what I think would be important is to be able to give people a, a choice of artwork and a choice of media assets to share so that they could spark conversation using aspects that are, are meaningful to them. And, uh, you know, the the thing that makes it a, a, a non-trivial undertaking, it's not the software part of it. You know, you know how I, people are probably growing tired of, of me saying it, but it's just so true. The least difficult part of having a successful <laughs> software engineering career is knowing how to write code or to use APIs or, or development environments. It's figuring out how to get accordance with, with people um, on different teams, oftentimes working completely different locations about what should be done. And how it should be done. Um, so uh, that's a little bit of what I'm working on. I think that's enough detail to to spark a little bit of conversation without having to, you know, go into gory detail. I
1: think I think that is a good good enough generic points that. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're working for what has become a reasonably large company. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not huge still. I, assume, I mean, huge in everybody's life, but I much I don't think as a company it's it's huge as in the number of people compared to to many. Uh, but it's it's big enough, um, and you know, deciding what. Actually, has to be coded is is probably the hardest, as you say, the hardest part. But actually, that's true in a one-person company. Uh, Absolutely. And I think we and, are and you know, one of the one of the problems that you know, is at the other end with you know, indie or small companies is be, it's the temptation is just to start coding, and choosing what you're going to code is not necessarily um, you know because it's less of a bottleneck because it doesn't rely on other people. It doesn't mean it's not a lot of process that's got to happen. And I think, uh, and I know I'm guilty of this sometimes, particularly if you're just doing uh, something that you think, well, that's just an easy little, you know, I need to share something. Let's just do a share sheet and get on with it, you know. And you get there, and then you're suddenly halfway through thinking, yeah, but why am I sharing this bit or not sharing that bit or whatever else? So, you know, I think this, you know, what am I going to do? it is a bigger part of software engineering than than how am I going to do it Uh, regardless of the size you are. I think you just, in, in some ways being part of a bigger company, yes, it makes it slower it probably makes it more frustrating for people who are developers, but equally at the same time, that may enforce a process that means it gets thought through. However I say that now and think of some of the companies I've worked for and I thought all it does is be frustrating and slow and enforce a process that guarantees you're going to get the wrong thing. But but there we are, I guess. So I've just basically wasted my entire time talking about this Is maybe there's some benefits, advantages to the way you have to do it because I've been experienced where there is none at all. So move on.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's develop this theme a little bit because uh, it's been two weeks because you broke my heart, you know, uh, by, by saying, no, I don't want to talk to you yesterday, I mean, last week. And that's because I broke your heart. The week before, and the reason I broke your heart is not because I have lack of love, which is the case uh, with you towards me, but because I had a the day two of of a hack day, well hackathon, you know, a mini one that was on a very uh, on a to to explore two different you know user scenarios, and I I'm still buzzing from it two weeks afterwards, and it's kind of interesting because. You know, if you think about your life as an indie, especially if you're early on in your career and becoming familiar with a, a platform, you just, at least from my experience, I wanted to get coding. I wanted to get building. I wanted to bring something up, you know, uh, because I, it, it created some forward momentum. Now, the a, a mistake that I made is that I was always so shy about showing what I did. Like, I, I couldn't, you know... I couldn't wrap my head around showing it to somebody and let them shit all over my work. (laughs) It took many years before I had enough confidence that I could just go into rooms like, hey, I just spent many days and nights working on this. I think it's great, but I want you to shit all over my work. It's a hard thing to get to, but it it yields so many great benefits because people will, will, you know, you know, give, uh, give an insight into what parts, you know, are missing from the user experience things that you have imprinted on your brain because you know how something is supposed to work. You show it to somebody for the first time, they have no idea. And so, you know, that, that the critique cycle is so incredibly important for any type of creative undertaking. It's, and it's very tempting to, to kind of short circuit it. Now, the the opposite end of that where every last decision is second guessed a thousand times you know the the there the, there is some type of um uh, tale of, of design at Google, I don't know, it's entirely true, but I've heard tell of it that at various points in the past, if a designer says, this is the shade of blue, I think we should use as as this background over here, people would say, it was like, well, have you tested it? You, where's your data to show that? And which is kind of absurd because you, you hire people with talent and taste to be able to make a choice. Now, anything that you do won't please, it please everybody all the time, but, you know... Driving by, you know, by A/B test, I don't think is is the right way to to do things all the time either. And so, having hack days, I think, is really important because it forces you to rethink a bunch of assumptions about how things should work. Now, this particular one have, had to to do with you know different ways of of essentially pairing a a, a phone with a TV. And um, different directions you can do it. Do you start on the TV? Do you start on the phone? What's the state of of the TV? What's the state of the phone in terms of being logged in and and, you know, so forth. Um, I have to be careful here, but you know, I, I, in putting a bunch of people together in the room, I was able to interact with folks who, who were thinking about things from perspectives that I absolutely missed because it's just not something I work with day to day. And one of them has to do with, for instance, um, you know uh, considerations of, of 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 privacy and 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 what will pass muster. Yeah, I can already tell that Sparky Barky the failure dog is like tired of my rant, but I'll I'll go on for a little bit. Um, and so it is a very delicate thing because part of what what we were trying to do is like, what can we do to make pairing device seem magic? Because if you pair your your you know a, a set of AirPods or a mouse or a HomePod. You know the experience of doing it is is really nice or share a wi fi password that's like you know you come into your friend's house and you know you wanna have a secureish password on your wi fi and so you don't want it to be a b c one two three four, and maybe you don't even necessarily wanna print it out you know for 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 people to to see. Um, but then how do you communicate that to somebody? And so, you know, if 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 you know, the way it does work is magic if all the conditions are met. Basically the ideal situation is is they try to get onto your Wi-Fi and then all of a sudden they receive a notification saying, Hey, would you like to would you like to, to, to you know take the password that's been shared by by you by somebody else? And in order for that to work you have to both be in in contact, so that's an assumption that you're kind of friends and you trust this person to be on your Wi-Fi network, and it's not some interloper from the outside world. And when those conditions are met, it just it's magic. You know, same thing I think with with AirPods, the types of things that Apple can do about kind of broadcasting out across a, a Bluetooth you know network, um, you know, a range of devices. Do I trust that? And there are certain things that Apple can do as being a first-party developer, so it always becomes tricky for doing it. But if you think about it, you know nobody's asking. It's like, wait, how did my Apple phone know that I have a pair of Apple, you know, branded, you know, iPod or AirPods in my hand? But you know they both come from trusted sources. You know it's Apple. You know it's a brand new device. Also, it's something that that's quite. It's not next to you. It's not as is as, as if you know you're receiving a notification because somebody is running a, a set of Bluetooth headphones 3,000 miles away. You hold it in your hand, and there's an a, you know an implied set of trust. So I tell I go into this level of details because I think here when you're trying to connect up two devices. There are lots of TVs potentially in a room. You could be in a hotel. You could be in an airport. You know, there are, you know, some people have multiple TVs in their household. So which one? There are multiple phones that could possibly connect to it. So how do you establish that there's some communication going between the two without it It, it, it feeling creepy? And so that that's, that's you know, a, a challenge. But I think in that particular case, and I'll wrap it up with this, is that I think only by getting a bunch of people together in a room and being able to improvise to perform as if they're, they're jazz musicians. Like, you try something and I'll react to it. We can kind of, you know, suspend some of the form. We can say, let's not make assumptions of what can and can't be done. Let's just, but let's not, you know, let, let's let work with something familiar. And the way that, uh, that a, a, a group of jazz musicians operates, I think is a way that hackathons can and should be run uh, even at, even at, or I would say especially at large companies that have very established ways of, of working. And the reason for that is because you don't know what you don't know yet. And the only way to uncover it and then get to the the decision, the best decision you think about what it is you should build is to do a little bit of experimentation that doesn't run forever and um, doesn't go completely off the rails to, to to do something that couldn't possibly be built, but has that Goldilocks just right Uh, aspect to it. I'm going to be
1: quiet now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But I have to say, we've we've mentioned the word hackathon, and we've not mentioned the word result. Was this a competition hackathon, or just a general friendly hackathon?
0: so there there was no yeah that's a great point uh there was no this was not something it's not a typical hackathon where there's a prize and it you open up for anyone it was just a way of of getting a small set of people together that that work on this area to experiment so i guess maybe in that way you you should call it an experimentathon or whatever design sprint coding sprint however you want to do it but it was it it had shared the thing with a hackathon that it didn't have to be kind of you know it's it's not two days of of coding towards within the framework of building something that will ship in another you know two weeks or three weeks or that you you know it's allowed to build some throwaway stuff because and allowed to take some shortcuts in order to get people an experience that they could actually play with and and think about and hold in their hands even though there were some some you know uh, whatever so, you know, some hacks saying, okay, well, in order to play it, in this sandbox, we will set a, get a set of device identifiers and and kind of say that we'll suspend some some constraints if these if these devices are used, which you know then you have to figure out how do you establish that level of trust in the in the real world uh, and so forth. But you know, there was not there was no prize ceremony. We're going to do that hopefully again in the next couple of months because. I can say I've missed doing it, not just because I've, I've, I've won it a couple of times, uh, just because I think it, it's, it's a tremendous, tremendous exercise. Excellent. But that said, you know, there were two teams, and I thought that, that uh, my video and, 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 and our work was better. But then, of course, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> two teams and you only came second. Well done. <laughs> no, I, I, there was no prize. But in my mind, we absolutely won the gold medal. Excellent. Not that you're competitive or anything. <laughs> no, I'm not. But but I, okay, I will
1: say one last thing. Don't worry. You're talking to one of the most competitive people there is when it comes to certain things. So I, I'm
0: not. Yeah. I, I'm Not mocking you in any way. At all. No. 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 It's like a, a, you know, a thing that I've learned, and it's, I've learned it painfully, is that you can you can have something a beautiful picture painted in your mind. You can see all these different aspects of of a total solution, but unless it is. You know unless it's projected outside your mind in the form of a video or an illustration or a document or a piece of operating software, it may as well not exist and the worst feeling in the world is to have what you think is what you think and may actually really be a genius idea. But if people can't completely grok it because it it it's because you are working with an assumption overlay in your mind when you operate it, you know something and if unless that is you know that is clearly spelled out and and i'll give you as a, as a simple example you know it, it became clear to me that when you're trying to establish communication between two devices you know a typical thing to do is you display a code you know uh, you know on 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 both devices and, and a mistake that is kind of easy to to happen which is a mistake that happens when you're giving presentations. I go and 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 give people pitch training all the time. They make beautiful slides. They want to pack every slide with all the different data, and then they're looking at it in front of uh, at a monitor that is whatever twelve inches from their eyes. And so they think, oh, I can cram in another point. Doesn't matter. I'll just reduce the type size. They never get the fuck up, walk back in the room a couple of meters, which gives the relative distance that somebody in a conference, you know, is is looking at their slides. And if you can't read that type. it may as well not exist so a perfect example is is to be able to say it's like how do i know that this is the this is the tv i'm talking about well look can't you see it has matching numbers but if the numbers aren't really large on on both devices and and if the artwork doesn't match completely and if there's not you know a bunch of you know if you don't make the display super simple then people won't have that confidence there's not that suspension of disbelief that that there's that there's some magic happening um so it's details like that it's like in terms of like if i were to ask somebody hey can you make a random number generator with four digits and display that number on your tv screen it's like yeah i think i can do that hey chat gpt javascript how do you randomly generate numbers similarly on uh, uh, you know on ios hey chat gpt <laughs> how do I, how do i populate a ui label <laughs> with four random <laughs> characters You know, the actual software imitation is really easy, Um, but, you know, then the the details that may may you know it, it may be missed is like how do I make sure it's sufficiently if it's sufficiently large and how do I animate off all other things that are on the screen so that you're only seeing you know a beautiful background image and a nice big number and that the the location of the number and the actual image itself match on two devices and maybe you randomize it so you're very clear about you know about which devices are are going into pairing mode that type of thing is is. Um, having a video of that and having and spending the time to capture that one detail, as an example, is is what what makes for a you know a, a winning presentation or in a, a winning presentation of the idea that people can then wrap their head around and say yes, this is the direction I think we should be going in. Okay, I said I was going to keep quiet, but then I wasn't. But now I will be.
1: That is fine. That is fine. Well, I am glad that you have been uh, being as excited about. Uh, what you're doing, and uh, how's it going, and all that sort of stuff. It's it's nice to hear you bubbling a little bit about things, even though you didn't win. But there we are.
0: Um, Scotty, I think <laughs> you just, you know, you know what you just did there? You just, like, you know, you shot all over my happiness, not even my work, my happiness. You're like happiness denial incorporated. Oh, John, someone's got to you now. Or otherwise known as British. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. miserable bastard better known as british yes that's 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 basically about it yeah it is well scotty tell me
0: about about your happiness
1: ah well um i am very happy that the rest of my company bans me from doing support (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sure you were purposely sucking at it just get out of doing it it was decided a long time ago when we took on Moneywell uh, by by uh, Matt that uh, he, he he said to me very diplomatically at the time, "I don't think you should do support." Hmm. <laughs> and and I, I I sort of said, "Well, well I'm not." Yeah, well, um, uh, yeah, I did this. In the end, I just said, "Okay, that's fine." I mean, because we were talking when we took over Moneywell, like you know, an email a week or whatever, or whatever it was. And you know, it, Moneywell is a, an app that's been around a long time, and it um, it has some long term users, and you you begin to recognise patterns of uh, these users as they turn up in the support queue, and there are some, as there are with all apps, uh, you know, some interesting characters in there, and uh, uh, let's just say I'm maybe not quite of the right. Mindset sometimes to um uh, uh to deal with them. However, now that we've just released uh, money off of the app store and um the level of support has increased, and uh, some of these characters have increased their interaction. Um, they they uh the team are very much considering creating a special category of support that gets sent to me. <laughs> um. <laughs> and when someone reaches a certain threshold they get passed into the Scotty's special support queue uh where 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 they will receive the the pure delights of my um uh my uh, uh tones that you get in the same style that you get No, but uh, seriously support is one of the things that um you're doing here is you know when you release an app uh out there you know, you need to be ready to do support and it's you know I've spoken over the years about, you know, the, the struggles of getting money well out the door on a release um, while doing client work or actually releasing an app, having to deal with the increase of support, having to deal with the bugs that you discover. You know, that you only discover when you release an app whilst you're doing client work. The challenges actually just get greater. There's not this, oh, you know, it'd be great if you could just release an app. It was immediately successful. You could drop all your client work because, you know, you're now rolling in wads of cash. Um, in there. Uh, so it's been an interesting couple of weeks, really juggling, um, you know, j- j- trying to juggle client work, trying to support work. What bugs we need to fix immediately. Now, I have to say, we've done. <laughs> I think we've done pretty well. We've we've had a couple of issues, but nothing of. I don't think anything has been major. In um, fact, the most major thing we did is something I broke, that wasn't even something that was reported. It was oh, this was a really annoying one. Um, just so basically, uh, been meaning for a long time to clean up a whole bunch of dep- uh, deprecation warnings in 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 Moneywell. Uh, And just for some reason, I felt that sometime in the last two weeks was a time to do that, partly because as we're starting to make more and more changes now in the rest of the code, if you've got lots of warnings, it's hard to notice when other warnings Mm. appear, particularly with Objective-C, which because there are a lot of things in Objective-C that are warnings that in Swift would be errors. So you can't, you know, in, in Swift, you can, I'm not suggesting anyone does, you can sort of ignore warnings a little bit if you really want to. Whereas in Objective-C, you know, that warning might be, yeah, the method you're trying to call doesn't exist, you know, which is reasonably, mm. you know, bad um, at <laughs> times. So, yeah, uh, so, but when you've got uh, literally hundreds of warnings coming up through deprecations and whatever else, you know, spotting any new errors you're introducing when you're modifying Objective-C code becomes quite difficult. So I thought I'd just clean up a few of these deprecations and some of the deprecations have been in NS uh keyed archiver and NS Keyed Unarchiver. And you sort of look it up and it says, okay, you should have you should now be using this method. And you think, okay, put this method in. Uh and it's sort of well, firstly the documentation doesn't always say that very clearly. But then I sort of did the silly thing, John. I just sort of assumed that the replacement method was the same. (laughs) And it it turns Mm. out it wasn't working. Um, So basically, uh, and then this PR somehow got through without being tested properly in the mix. And so it then found its way into an incremental release of Moneywell a few days after the main release. And suddenly, everybody's state restoration broke. And boy, did that, that mm. boy did that start the uh, um, uh, the emails coming <laughs> in about it. And that's why I was very glad that uh, that I didn't do support because when I broke Moneywell, I didn't have to deal with the influx of emails. So there we are. Um, the key is break shit but make sure you're not on the support team.
0: Um. Exactly. Well, you know, Sam, if you're listening, I think that one thing to do is this is now where the Internet of Things could be your friend, and basically you should connect something that you know put a little bit of electric you know get a, get an old electrical blanket which is shorts out and and instead of producing heat just kind of you know produces electrical shock put it under under Scotty's chair and when the volume of, of request passes a certain threshold apply full voltage and right. and then we, we, I'll just connect
1: it all up to Barky, and uh, we'll see how exactly. that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, other than that's me being a total ass there, uh, it's actually um, I think been reasonably reasonably good. We've we've got no major issues as such. Um, you know, there's always a user that has a problem when you're dealing with an app that is basically so flexible in the data you can put in and out of it. Um there's always going to be someone who has some data that doesn't do something, or you're dealing with imports from banks and whatever else that are you know, never quite reliable at making sure things are consistent. Um but yeah, on on the whole, I think it's been um a pretty good from that point of view. Um it's it's not impossible to say how well we're doing because basically uh we immediately got featured on the new and updated page of the Mac App Store. Yeah, we were oh, nice. Um, we were sat at number one in downloads in the finance sector in almost every country for a couple of days. Um, what that does tell you is... The, the number of downloads Very on the map. people. Ma- well, <laughs> I'm happy to share. So far, in the last two weeks, we've had 9,000 downloads. That's 9,000 wow. downloads. That's not 9,000 sales. That's 9,000 <laughs> downloads. Uh, and I'll talk a bit more about them. I, I, I think I'm okay in saying that. Um, but, yeah, we're still on the – we sent everybody an email who was a current user. Do you want to upgrade? Um, and then we also um, – uh, we got that that bit of a, a feature there. So that's there. And, of course, we're uh, as I spoke about before, we, we've not been able to do any sort of free for the previous users, so we've got this, like, $10 subscription, you know, annual subscription for the first year running until the end of March. So, really, right now, we have no idea how well we're going to do. I mean, realistically, when, when uh, the people who are going to do the cross-grade are finished this month when, the, when the, um, the $10 thing ends at the end of this month, you know, so April will be a better idea of, you know, did we have seven downloads and two sales, or you know seven thousand mm-hmm. downloads and four sales or yeah you know, or whatever it might be um will be a better indicator, or, however, you know, I think one of the things we were reasonably sure was happening with many well before, but we didn't really have enough downloads to say is our onboarding is not great. I mean the app works mm-hmm. well once you know how to use it, but learning how to use it is really difficult um and I think the number of downloads that are coming uh And then people are not necessarily using the app that much. Now, one of the problems we have is we don't have that many analytics in the app of how people are using it. And one of the next jobs, we think, is to learn a bit more about that and get some more analytics in. Um, But, yeah, I I think it's always going to be an app. You download it, you open it up, and it's like, well, what do I do with this thing? There are just too many things going on here. So I think one of the big things we'll be working on for the next few months now is maybe some training, maybe some better onboarding processes in there. Um, In in help going on, which we've always known is a problem, but I think this is partly because we've had this number of downloads. But equally you can use the app with up to 200 transactions without having to subscribe and actually if you're using the app properly, it takes you, because you shouldn't be using the app retrospectively, you should be looking forward. It could take a little while to get to 200 transactions, so it might we have more people using it than we think. They just haven't got to the point they need to subscribe yet. But anyway, it's, Hmm. it's gone okay and now we, we're learning what to do next. We've got a couple of features we must get in. One sort of small to medium-sized feature to do with sharing around sync. And then also we have a huge feature around uh, modernizing banking because the banking world has moved on a lot in the way it connects online and Moneywell is still in the old way. Um, but, yeah, it's been, um, it's, it's been okay. It's been okay. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, it could have been a lot better, been a lot worse, but it, but it was quite nice to see yourself there at number one in in the list, even though yeah, you might have made six dollars forty that day or whatever. You know, it doesn't really matter. Mm. But yeah, the number of um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's uh, it, it's quite interesting. I mean, we've had a lot of people look at our app page, which is interesting. Um, but then again, that's you know, that doesn't say a lot, does it?
0: So, um, Does Apple give you uh, analytics for that? Are you allowed to see kind of how many people view uh, your app page?
1: Yeah. um, Basically, we've had 82,000 people look at our product page in the last two weeks. Wow. Uh, And we've had about 9,000 downloads. So, you know, that's... if you're asking how many times our icon, I believe this is right. If you're asking how many times our icon has appeared on someone's screen, um, you know in a list or something like that, I believe I'm interpreting this in this right. We've, that's happened 25 million times. So, wow, it's uh, it's in there. So, but as I said everything's false at the moment because it's. Um, uh, yeah, we have people who are cross-grading, people who are coming in on the sale. So uh, next month, I think, you know, for April, that will give us a f- you know, far better idea of... Um, so, But the encouraging thing is, I think, because of the, the, the Mac App Store is far less active, if you're fairly active with your product page description... And how often you release, you can keep yourself pretty prominent in the Mac App Store, which I think that's what we're thinking at the moment,
0: um, which is good news. That is good news. Well, Scotty, can I be your unpaid, unhired marketing director? Yeah. So I don't know whether news of this has been out. I, I you know, outside the United States, I'm sure it has. You know, Silicon Valley Bank, you know, was a bank that uh, failed and then was rescued. Uh, and it was a darling of venture capital-funded companies. And similarly, there was this thing called, I think, FTX. It was a crypto exchange that was supposed to be bulletproof, and this guy named Samuel Bank Friedman, I think that was his name, SBF. Uh, And those were both recognizable brands and and entities, and I think you should run an ad campaign where you can go, Silicon Valley Bank, they did not use money well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah we could and, try that we could try that I know I I'm, I'm 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 kind of I'm only half kidding but you know a thing that you can do you know when you are uh whatever a brand new or like a tiny company you can afford to be cheeky I, I mean I, I you know uh when I first showed uh memory miner at, at 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 Macworld we were literally on the farthest possible edge of the building where like like behind the draping were the kind of cinder block walls of, of Moscone, whatever the, the west side or the right side of one one edge of Moscone Center in San Francisco. And we were we were given, you know, kind of a map of how to get there. So we we, we put on the front page of, of, of MemoryMiner.com com when Mackerel's coming around. It's like, don't bother with the, all the other shit, go over here. And it was kind of stupid, but it wasn't in, to a certain extent that, you know, that... F- that that thing is like wait who is this upstart what what are they doing and then people they realize like yeah there'll be plenty of time to see what apple is doing or you know i guess maybe adobe was still a big exhibitor back then and they just walked all the way out there and that was kind of the the flavor of a lot of the early press like hey you know, I, you know it became some personal tales like i you know i decided to go all the way out to, to indie world and see what they had there and i found this really interesting gem so you, you know Everybody's heard of 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 Mint, I think, or you know, you know, QuickBooks, or any of these other tools. And I know that those are not the same things. But in the world of well-known financial management tools of one sort or another, you know, MoneyWell is something that's brand new. And you can also take advantage of the fact that something about MoneyWell is just like it's in. In many ways, it's just good old fashioned accounting. You know, you put things in an envelope, and if the envelope is empty, you don't spend it, or you, you know, because that's you can stay on that budget. Up, that and, about sums it right? up. And and in fact, that's you know Silicon Valley Bank. You know, without diving into the details, they kind of like you know they 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 were lending out money or or you know money that that wasn't really in the envelope. And that has more to do with banking regulations and so on and so forth, or what they're allowed to do. But, you know, you could, it's the same thing with all, whenever there's some type of financial, you know, thing, it's because people or institutions and the, and the people who run them <laughs> get away from some, from some basics. So it's not a, it's not a terrible brand position to, to, to stake out. There, you're welcome, Scotty. I want you to take 40 cents of your next $6.40 sale and buy me, I don't I'll, know, I'll some,
1: send some you.
0: peanuts in a bar. Forty cents of something, um, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the Silicon
1: Valley banking was in it because they had a a, a UK arm um, which also had to get bailed out in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did make the news over here. It was, I mean, the the general news, not just the tech news. It was part of the um, the, the general news here. Um, but yeah, just just as a, a quick aside and um, not really to do with development, but more just general technology. Um, the sort of it was it was pointed out that there this was the first run on a major bank where the media were unable to or there were no queues outside the bank of people trying to get their money mm-hmm. and even back in 2008 you know when banking was still primarily something people went and did as much as you know it's probably made by, say fifty fifty. Then I don't know of online and did. You know there was no one outside the bank queuing to try and get the money. Everyone was doing this online, um, mm. so there were no queues well, so on outside, the chitter with their phone. Yep. So from outside, everything looked normal. There we are. So the technology has changed the world of banking crashes. Mm, indeed. There we are. So it's uh, it's just. Yeah. So interesting. We were, one of the, um, I mean, you just said "Oh, money whilst you know, but you've got money in envelope. You don't have it, then don't spend it. Yeah. I think just going back to the Mac app store for one moment, I I would say we're we're in a playing field of maybe two dozen apps. Yeah. I mean, there there, there are, there are going to be more than two dozen of us, but, but we have identified, you know, uh, a, a number of apps that we're sort of, we would say are the, yeah people are going to look at this one, this one, and this one if they might choose three, and we might be one of those three type of thing uh maybe there's seven or eight that we would say are the easy to identify ones and then there's more more edge ones, and you know some of those are. Big, big companies, um, like you need a budget. Winab are are enormous as a company now. Um, you know, they're like the um, you know, if for budgeting this is not like necessarily accounting. The, they're, they're like the eight the hundred pound gorilla of um uh this. but you know the interesting thing is Winab started maybe less than ten years ago as someone selling a spreadsheet with some with some formulas in it. So, you know. From that beginning, they've become more than the biggest in you know maybe about ten years um and then there are a few more like Banktivity, which are big, but then the rest the rest of them tend to be smaller companies, you know ten, twenty people, two, three people, there's a few that are just one person, whatever else so um the, what it seems to us is what is healthy there is you know, there is a market for these apps out there that is keeping these companies alive, Some of them been around for a long time um we don't think they've all just been sat there doing nothing in doing other jobs so we're reasonably confident that although we have a lot of work to do to make money well support us fully as a company we think it's it's we're not bashing our head against a brick wall or trying to do something that's impossible it's about us doing the work and being smart and and it hopefully will work
0: well scotty i want you to to do the work and be smart and if people want to encourage you to to have those behaviors where might they do it Well, they
1: can do that on Mastodon uh, where I am Scotty at developer.social and I I actually do check it and occasionally post on it, unlike Twitter, which I had almost totally abandoned checking and hadn't posted on for a long time. Uh, And, John, if people want to... Get, you know, engage with your competitive spirit and um, find something to get you excited about and say, come on, let's have a competition about this. Where should they do that?
0: Well, they should find me on the place where there is no bloodthirsty com- <laughs> competition, which is, which is is Mastodon, where I'm Jembe DJ E M B E, like the West African drum. Jembe at Mastodon. Social and Scotty, you know, if people want to tell Sparky, I mean Barky, <laughs> the failure dog, to bark louder and drown us out and bring this. Shit to an end. How how do they reach? <laughs> have you made, well, have you made an account for Barky the failure dog?
1: Yeah, he has his own account. know. Yeah, well he will do soon. I better create him one. Hadn't I I don't know. <laughs> Barky is effectively known around this house as last dog ever. So um, <laughs>
0: All right, I forgot about that. Well, you know, like you know how, how there's like two and three letter acronyms, like whatever. You know, Sean Connery, OBE or something. Yeah. <laughs> so can we do something similar, Barky? <laughs>
1: L D E, that's it. That, that is that is. I'm gonna have his name tag changed. Well, John, it's been a couple of weeks, but it's been it's been worth the wait to to speak to you. It's uh, you, you're like liquid gold in my ears all over again, and uh, hopefully um, uh, hopefully to the the person who. Drew the short straw and actually got a week where we released an episode for, as a listener. Uh, ho- hopefully, uh, they won't mind having liquid poured in areas from the pair of us either. So, um, hopefully not. Thank you for listening, and until next time,
0: you take care of that wound in your ear. <laughs> yes, take care to shake the moisture out. Oh. <laughs>